When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hmm. I guess it's just me today. Yes, it looks like it's a Don Solo Talking Real Money podcast. Hi, I'm Don McDonald. Thanks for being there. And uh, thanks for listening to the Talking Real Money podcast. We try to be here for you every weekday and occasionally on weekends to boot. We also do a live show on KOMO Radio, Como Radio in Seattle, every Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific. And you can listen to the show wherever you are in the world by just going to TalkingRealMoney.com. Scroll down and you'll see the live tune-in radio player. So you can listen when we're on live. Or you can call me anytime at 855-935-TALK and leave your questions. You can also go to TalkingRealMoney.com and send in your questions. And I've got a couple of good questions for you today. But before we do that, it is time for a scam alert. I don't have any sounder. It's just a scam alert. There. Okay. You wanted a sounder? I gave you a sounder. Earlier today, Tom called me in a panic, in a panic, because a potential client was searching for our investment advisory firm, Vestory, on the internet. And uh, I think he probably typed in Vestory scam. And he found something. We've never looked ourselves up as a scam. And he found something that's, that, that, of course, it infuriated Tom. When I read it, it didn't infuriate me. It kind of made me laugh a little. And I know what's going on because, you see, of the two of us, I'm the cynic. He's the one who buys stuff. So he actually thought this was some legitimate or, or not legitimate, but some underhanded attempt to make our company look bad when in fact it's not. And let me see if you can guess what the scam is. So we're you ready? We're going to play Guess What the Scam Is. This is from a website called Ripoff Repairs. Oh, maybe there's a giveaway there. Mm. The title is Vestory is a Scam. It begins, Vestory is a Scam. Change my mind. There is nothing ethical about the way things are done at slash by Vestory. And I speak from experience and my long association with Vestory. And by the way, every Vestory is all in caps. It makes me sad to see that in spite of this internet era, capitalized, no one has spoken against, all caps, Vestory. I'm trying to shout it a little. Or perhaps they did try and their voices were suppressed. I wouldn't be surprised if Vestory's lawyer wiped the internet off AY Truth ever published by Vestory's victims. 
All I see by Googling's vestry is fake positive reviews, articles planted by Vestory's PR team, and a ton of gibberish. Well, I think you'd have to listen to the podcast for the gibberish, but but no truth. I have enough stories, documents, and evidence to expose Vestory. You noticed I just changed my accent. But I am not going to dive into the muddy waters alone. I need your help, all in caps. I know there are others with similar experiences, people who are looking for justice, good citizens who want to expose Vestory and share their stories. And then he refers you to noscam.com. <laughs> so you go to noscam.com and it has the exact same verbiage. And then you go, there's a link to scamtracers.com. They all have an almost identical page layout. Well, on one of them, they have a contact button. And I looked it up, and much of the contact button is in acrylic. For those who don't know, that's the Russian alphabet. And the uh, website is located in Mother Russia. Then when you check a little bit further and you start looking up other investment advisory firms, you find, listen to this, Advisors Capital Management is a scam. Advisors Capital Management is a scam. Change my mind. Hmm, sound familiar? Clearfield Capital Management is a scam. Change my mind. Simplex Wealth Management is a scam. Change my mind. <laughs> Breckenridge Capital Advisors is a scam. Change my mind. They're identical reviews. <laughs> They're the same everywhere. What is this? What is this? It's something called a negative review extortion scam. Here's the deal. If we went to, and I think Tom actually did send an email, he'll probably get a response. He sent an email to the web address, to the email address on the web. And I I don't have it, the return yet, but I, you know, one, one of the things about scams is that you kind of know what they're doing if you really think about it. In this case, they will do what they said everybody else is doing. And they will clean the web of our of our problem reviews, which are now everywhere. You must scrub the web completely, and we will do that because, look, they are on all these sites. And this is all relatively recent. So they've been putting up, they put up all these fake sites, and they slam businesses to give you bad reviews on the Internet. Which means, can you really trust Internet reviews. And the truth is, you can't. You really can't. You can to some extent, those who vet them a little, but they don't vet them all that much. Companies like Yelp. But it's so easy to lie on the internet, as, as we should have learned over the past several years, folks. Lies permeate the internet so your best bet is probably to work with somebody you know 
and somebody you think you can trust. And you're not going to get the honest answers off the internet. You're just not going to. I know for a fact that rarely, rarely would I ever leave a great review for a company that does its job. I wouldn't review them. The only time I might review something, and I rarely, rarely review anything, is if they're really horrible or they ask me to. But to do one out of the blue, just not likely. Scams are everywhere. So you really need, we all need, to crank up our skepticism, maybe not as far as mine is cranked up, but darn close, darn close to where it's pegging skepticism and kind of bouncing into cynicism. It's just better for you, I think. If you have a scam, hey, we do scams too. They involve money. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave your question or leave them at talkingrealmoney.com and um, either type them in or you can leave one by voice. Most people type them in like this. Hi, I changed my cash value whole life insurance into a paid up policy and it became MEC. What does MEC entail? Let me just tell you what MEC is. MEC is a modified endowment contract. Let me go on. I understand I can't withdraw my cash value prior to 59 and a half without penalty, but does it mean I cannot withdraw cash value even after 59 and a half? I wanted to make sure I can pull out all my cash value accumulations penalty-free after 59 and a half after paying regular income tax on any gains, if any, or if I cannot do that even after 59 and a half. I read somewhere that once your cash value life insurance becomes MEC, a modified endowment contract, you can never withdraw cash value from it and you pass your death benefit to heirs. Is it true as my plan is to withdraw my entire cash value amount after 59 and a half and I already have term insurance in place? Oh man, modified endowment contract. This was a... Um, a change to the law like 20 years ago. I'm trying to remember. It was right about the time I started in radio. Used to be you didn't have any limitations on when you take money out of a cash value policy. Um, and you took money out first in, first out. But this change meant that certain once you exceeded certain limits, and I don't remember what they are. I'm sorry. I'm not an accountant. And this is definitely going to be something that you have to go to your accountant with. There is a limit on the policy and how much it can be paid, how much is paid out. Um, and there are tax, additional tax ramifications. There are different accounting rules that apply. It is seriously, seriously complicated, seriously complicated. There, uh, there are, I don't know what, I can't remember what the limits are. Um, but they're assigned by the IRS. They change. Um, I again, this is really an accounting thing, but it's a, a it's a tax law that was designed to keep rich people from using cash value life insurance as a way to avoid paying taxes. And um, you have to go through 
What was it called? Um, hold on, let me look it up. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a test. <laughs> I couldn't even begin to tell you how to do this. It's called the seven pay test. So it's really complicated. You need an accountant. Absolutely. Thanks for the note. I really appreciate it. And now let's go get a call that someone called in to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Hey, Tom and Don. Um, love the podcast. Loved uh, Retire Meet this year. Um, it was definitely worth the price of admission. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was a great, great session. and enjoyed all of the speakers and, and the information. Um, the question I had... <laughs> was on your guys' favorite topic on cryptocurrency. And I tend to uh, agree with your guys' take on cryptocurrency that it's, you know, not not something really to be heavily invested in or, or at all. Um, however, um, I did come across a what I think is a cryptocurrency mutual mutual fund. Um, it's GBTC. Uh, it's the Gray Built Trust. I think that's what it's called anyway, but it is a mutual fund for cryptocurrencies. At least that's what it looks like on the surface. I was wondering what your guys' feeling on that is. Um, I was contemplating um, putting a, a very, very small portion of my uh, overall portfolio in about maybe one half of 1%, um, just some, a little bit of extra money that I had sitting around um, to play around with. And, just to kind of say I'm into the cryptocurrency, but not really be in. Anyway, just wondering what you guys' uh, take on that is, and if that's something that would be worthwhile, or if I should just forget it and stick with the tried and tr- trusted small cap and all the uh, the other funds that are recommended for my risk tolerance, which is fairly moderate. But uh, thanks. And again, great show. <laughs> thanks for the call and the nice comments. And (laughs) you see, whether you buy your Bitcoin just as Bitcoin or you buy your Bitcoin in a mutual fund, which, by the way, is called Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. GBTC is the symbol. (laughs) Grayscale. Isn't that the disease from Game of Thrones that you got if you went into that old city? I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, I think it was called grayscale. It's a it's a where your skin turns to rock. <laughs> what a stupid name. Anyway, the story's the same. It's not an investment. It's certainly a gamble. It has certainly turned out to be a gamble. Because if you look at the uh the growth of the fund you'll see that uh, it's really gone up like mad. But the funny thing is, the fund has gone up more than Bitcoin itself has gone up, which tells me that they're not just buying Bitcoin, but they may be using leverage. And I don't know that. I don't know all the details of the fund. I only have a few numbers. One of those is the annual expense ratio, which is 2% per year. If you want to play Bitcoin, buy a little fraction of a Bitcoin. I don't know why you'd want to waste your money. It's like buying a jar of air. It's worth about what the jar's worth. 
uh, the 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 fund in terms of the shareholder price. Get this: when it started back in 2014, had you put ten thousand dollars into that today, you would have three point three million. You remember that? This is hindsight we're talking about, right? In the actual Bitcoin, though, that 10000 would have turned into a little less than a million. So you see, ooh, the fund is way out of line with reality. Last year, your return would have been almost 300%. But this is not an investment. This, is a, this would be, I don't even know why the SEC allows things like this. This would be like saying, I am going to start a mutual fund based on the returns of a roulette wheel. You know, you know the risk is going to be high, right? Well, let me just tell you, one of the measures of risk that we use is a measure of volatility. It's called standard deviation. And the standard deviation on the S&P 500 tends to run below 20, 18, somewhere in there. The standard deviation of small cap value stocks tends to be in the upper 20s somewhere. I don't think I've ever seen a mutual fund with a standard deviation above 30. They might exist. I just miss them. To put this in perspective, the standard deviation, that is the volatility, remember something that doesn't move at all, has a standard deviation of zero. S&P 500, about 18. A balanced fund, about 10. This fund, 87.5% over the past five years. 875 that is off the charts volatile. And you look at its chart and you can see that it's off the charts volatile. Now, let's consider this for a minute. Bitcoin goes up because people get excited about it, because it's in the news, because it's being talked about. It's really not for anything it does or has done or even might do in the future. I can't find a single crypto advocate who can tell me what good purpose, good purpose, Bitcoin is going to serve in the future in any scenario. Okay, I'm going to say any scenario. I was going to say in any scenario except the devaluation of all currencies. But I got to tell you, if every global currency gets smashed down to pre-World War II German uh, Weimar Republic kind of prices. Uh, I just, I don't know if you're going to be wanting to take Bitcoin or if the computers are even going to be working to go get the stuff. You understand that if the world comes to an end, if 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 we have like uh, an electromagnetic pulse that destroys all the computers and all the electronics in the world, that your Bitcoin will be worth about what it should be worth, which is nothing. That's about what it should be worth. It is not an investment. It does not create value. The only way it moves in price is based on the stupidity of others. It's the perfect example of the greater fool theory. You know, you got a lot of rich fools pushing this this thing. You got a lot of young people thinking that, that it's the next best thing since gold. Or better? Why? Why? 
can't get an answer to the why. I get answers like, well, you're just, you're just too old to understand the, the significance of the blockchain. No, I get the significance of blockchain and its ability, its abilities to, uh, to act as a means by which to transact business and move money. I get that. But is Bitcoin the answer? Why Bitcoin? Why not Ripple? Why not Tether? Why not the blockchain dollar that's going to come? Or the blockchain euro? Or the blockchain yen? Or the blockchain one? Why not those? Can't get a good answer. So, uh, no, what, I don't believe in throwing money away. I don't. I don't. I don't even enjoy casino gambling except for the fact that it's it's a great way to get a couple of free beers while you're having fun sitting at a poker machine. I, I just don't get the idea of just tossing money out the window. I, I don't buy lottery tickets. That's what we're talking about here. Buying into a Bitcoin fund is like buying a lottery ticket. Yes, some people made millions on the lottery, made in the past. Are you going to be one of them? Odds aren't in your favor. So I, you're, you're a big boy. You can do it if you want. But I can tell you, there is nothing, nothing that I have heard about any cryptocurrency that has tilted my opinion even a smidgen. Even Elon Musk being head over heels in love with Bitcoin. You know what? Elon, Elon Musk is a guy who moves markets. He can say things and make his Bitcoin worth more. And Bitcoin is, by people like Elon Musk, easily manipulable. I think the reality of this thing speaks for itself. Dumb, da dum dum dumb. Hey, before I go, I wanted to remind you that in-depth help or more detailed answers are available. I mean, you can call us at 855-935-TALK with your quick questions. We'll answer them here on the podcast or the show, or you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. But if you have a more involved question, you've got one that involves a lot of different moving parts in a portfolio where you're trying to understand what you own or figuring out how to build the right portfolio for your future, we do something that very few other firms of our kind do. And maybe this is what makes us a scam. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we give everybody help and we do it with no obligation and no sales pitch. Hey, if you want to work with us, cool. If you don't, we just want you to do this right. We really do. We're just sick of people being ripped off and the lack of information that's available, real investing information. So here's the deal. You want a meeting with one of our advisors? You can have it. If you want to be our client, we're going to charge you, but it's not bad. But to set up a meeting with one of our advisors, and you really will find it easy and painless, just go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, and scroll down and set up an appointment right there on the website. You just pick a date and a time, and we'll find somebody who can meet with you. That's the way we, that's the way we work. 
was going to say that's the way we roll, but it just sounded trite. Uh, so anyway, thank you for listening. Glad you're out there. And I hope if you enjoy what you hear, you tell a friend or two, share it with your family. Maybe even go to Apple Podcasts and write a review if you like it. But spread the word, because the more literally, the merrier. We're trying to make this process of dealing with money easier, more sane, more logical, better for you. Thanks again for listening. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?